It was a relationship that sprouted 122 years ago and helped to change the face of America. My grandfather, beneath, over his desk, had a picture of Teddy Roosevelt, the ultimate let's shake up the status quo president. As he busted up trusts that strangled competition in the United States, he created the national park system, but he also began the road to equality. Uh, by having a, a a very important relationship with the leading voice for civil rights at the time, Booker T. Washington. This is all documented in a wonderful new book by Brian Kilme, the New York Times bestselling author and host of Fox and Friends, who got up off the couch and joins yep. us live this morning. Brian, good morning. <laughs> Guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I have a moment to, to duck out, so thanks for having me on. Well, we appreciate it. Just tell us just how close this relationship was at a time when black Americans were not allowed into the inner circle or in, they weren't they weren't in the room where it happened. And it's exactly why I wanted to do the book. I mean, you have a guy who was born a slave, and that's how I found this story. I read Booker T. Washington's Up From Slavery. And then when you read his other stuff, it's the most amazing book because you have a, a firsthand account of what it was like being a slave until you were nine, sleeping on the floor, eating the same thing every single day, not having shoes, not being able to get an education, playing with white kids, but knowing never knowing your birthday or your dad, and then becoming one of those important men in America and famous around the world. How did he do it? And the more I studied, the more I found Teddy Roosevelt later in his life, when he's vice president, Roosevelt knew we had to find a way to, to solve the problem in the South. He couldn't believe that he read up from slavery too. Before it came out, he got a pre-release copy. Him and his wife said, we got to meet this guy. They met in New York in 1901. Said, listen, if I ever become president, you're going to have to be my advisor. And next thing you know, McKinley gets shot. He dies a week later. He becomes president. Booker T. Washington comes to the White House. Controversial dinner. That goes down in history. Books have been written about that. A black man eating with a white family evidently was very controversy back, controversial back then. So I did a whole hour special on it. It's on Fox Nation. Been working on it for a year. The book for two and a half. But to see a black man come from that to running Tuskegee School, educating 1,500 at a time. And any uh, uh, young man or woman, women too, taught and, and graduated, you learn a skill. So if white America wasn't ready to hire you, you'll become valuable because they couldn't help but hire you. You're smart and you, you bring a trade to the table, whether it's agriculture, whether it's a blacksmith, or whether it was a brickmaker. I don't care how well you did in school. With academics, you needed a trade. And Roosevelt just loved it. He loved self-made men. Um, Brian, how can we apply what's in this book to what's going on today and, and what's happening as far as, uh, you know, the, the relationship between blacks and whites today? I just think people who understand if there's inequities in society and inequality in society know how far we've come, know how much better we are than almost every other country. Give credit to the people that overcame the Jim Crow. It was real. Slavery was real. Poll taxes were real. The horrific lynchings were real. But who helped get us through that? They pointed out how evil it was and how, how un-American it will always be. People like Booker T. Washington, who didn't hate, he overcame. I'm going to, I'm going to, the racist guy down the block, I'm not going to waste my time hating him. I'm going to work, go around the block to the people that don't feel that way. And by seeing us work together and seeing equality before their eyes, like Benjamin Franklin got educated in his life. There's no difference between the races. He was brought up to think there were, 
And when he knew education was the difference. And Roosevelt said, man, if more people are doing what you're doing, we could solve the problem in the South. How do I work with you? And he asked Booker T, give me nominations. I want to know the best judges. I want to know the best postmaster. And don't tell me the color of their skin or their gender. Just give me the best person. And to see two men work together like that, think about how many people had to re- reconfigure their preconceived thoughts about race in America. Right. Absolutely. Brian, you wrote six best-selling books. Tell me about the process of writing this one. How did you come to the story? Then how did you get to the history? Well, it's interesting. Before I did the President Freedom Fighter, I read up from slavery, and I just said, wow, but should I really skip the Civil War? And I thought, man, that's, I don't want to duck it because people are going to assume that I don't want, I, nobody embraces bringing up uh, negative things about race, but I do like to expose it and show we should not avoid our history but actually see how we grew from it. And then I just said I wanted a partner. Since Booker T. Washington wrote so many books, 17, and so many people wrote about him, like, I can't do a biography that would would bring something to it. But what if I talked about this relationship and then gave an example to other kids of how there's no difference and who, when there was a difference and people thought erroneously there was, who helped bring us through? And that's where the thought. So after researching for about eight months, I said, what about this book? I talked to his uh, Tweed Roosevelt, his great-grandson. Yeah. I talked to Booker's uh, great-granddaughter. I talked to all the experts, and they go, you got something here. I went to Tuskegee. They gave me the blessing. Uh, they're, they're all over this book. These professors helped me out. And I thought, let me bring this forward, and let's, let's uh, continue the conversation. I want people to close this book and go get bios on both men. Hmm. Brian, I got to ask you, I mean, I, I have been a TR fan, thanks to my grandfather since birth. But I, the one thing he never did was he never put his finger into the wind. He wasn't worried about angering uh-huh. the trust. He wasn't worried about angering southern states. He invited a black man to the White House for dinner, for goodness sake. How would he be viewed today? Would he be called a rhino? Would he be called a progressive? Would he be? How do you think he, he would? How would he be viewed if he were alive today and taking these risks? I love the question, and I don't want to put Trump in his category because nobody's in Teddy's category, but it's a little like Trump. He blends the lines between Democrats and Republicans. He's an environmentalist who breaks up corporations, who cared about the, uh, who was known to care about the little guy when he was police chief on down. Uh, I think that he's a disruptor, and, no, and everyone tried to minimize him. They thought he was a whack job as governor because he wouldn't, he wouldn't go along with the establishment. They thought they, uh, they thought they salted him away as vice president. And they thought they finally got rid of him. And then he ends up being president and staying there for seven and a half years. And, and then his biggest regret was not running for election again. Yeah, and his and head's so, on Rushmore because of it, right? It should, that tells you something. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so he, he is a disruptor. He did what he thought was right. And, was on, and he was a genius, photographic memory, reading two or three books a day, a speed reader. Wow. writer never stop writing i mean i can't believe how productive he is well and when he, he took a bullet to the chest during a, a a speech he continued giving the speech <laughs> yeah and then he went to the hospital afterwards and then they said well are you worried after mckinley got shot about your security he goes yeah that's why i carry a gun so he's saying he's gonna shoot, <laughs> shoot the guy before he shoots him <laughs> brian uh your yeah. topics from from jefferson and the pirates uh, to andrew jackson the secret right. six they're all fascinating and best of luck with this new book and thanks for writing it yeah i'll be i think i'll be i don't know if this near you guys i know how the size of michigan but i'll be in holland michigan december 16th so if you guys are around we'll be talking about all that on stage
All right, terrific. We will uh, we'll consider that an invitation. Take care, Brian. You got it.